Grandpa Jim Motivation Central Station. I am in a new location. I'm actually in my son's apartment. He has moved in next door to my home with his fiance. He just popped the question out in Las Vegas t- two days ago. Uh, great stuff. And I am cat sitting. And this cat, I guess not all relationships are mutual. This cat loves me, and I am frightened. I am so frightened of this thing. My wife told me he doesn't have claws. He has claws, people. (laughs) He is staring at me with evil eyes. Oh, my God. I am a dog person. Anyway, hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, You know, some of my posts get blasted uh, by millennials and Gen Xers, but... Let me tell you, grandchildren, let's let's talk about life and let's talk about reality. If you don't think in any of these criminal cases that politics is a part of it, you're sadly mistaken. You know, see kids when presidents get into office, when governors get into office, they try to sway that court to their base. And so some some courts are determined by elections. So if you want your guy in there, you better get out and vote. Some are appointees. And um, so they will affect the outcome. Donald Trump just pardoned a woman. And I, I love this move. I love this move that this woman was arrested for some cocaine violation 21 years ago. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a violent crime or anything. We have too many people with uh, usage. They're still locking people up. You can smoke marijuana in Colorado. You can smoke it in Illinois. But if you try to smoke it in Louisiana and you get caught three times, they can lock you up for a really long time. So, so politics and who you're voting in matters. And when we get to these legal cases... A, a thing like uh, Donald Trump, he can pardon. When we look at the Stephen Avery case, and I know so many of you people love the Stephen Avery case and um, the Brendan Dassey case because you've watched the docu-series. You know, like, hey, that could be me. I could be locked up. Somebody could slam and put a lot of false evidence around because they don't want to pay $36 million. And so when I get to court, the Republicans, when Brendan Dassey got pardoned, not once, he got pardoned first by a federal judge, Judge Duffin in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on the very, the guy watched the interrogation tapes, he said, you know, this kid is not uh, at a... Uh, cognitive level to comprehend what's going on. He's supposed to have be represented by somebody. He's supposed to have a parent with him uh, at a minimum, and the parent wasn't there. And um, even though she gave consent, it was wacky because she had another court date. Why couldn't they move that court? Uh, why couldn't they move the interrogation till Barb was free? You know, there's the the these politics play into this. So uh, the federal judge, Democratic, I might add, political affiliation, that is his political affiliation. 
okay? Donald Trump, Republican affiliation. Donald Trump appointed uh, Brent Kavanaugh, very uh, controversial choice. Uh, political uh, 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 affiliation. So when I do these podcasts and I'm talking about uh, politics, yes, they affect it. And just because uh, some of the politics might have your guy in it doesn't mean that um, it's uh, a a shot against the guy. It's just facts. And um, if you want to put a political spin on what I'm saying, like I'm trying to, you know, bolster uh it's dead wrong then you take brandon dassey a second time he goes to a chicago district because in wisconsin the state republican prosecutor for the state of wisconsin said wait a second no he was about to walk the kid literally had his bags packed he was going to walk out of jail okay prison prison not jail two different things prison. He was going to walk out of prison. He was supposed to get out in uh, 24, 48 hours later. Milwaukee news crews run up to the middle of the state where he's being held at what pond, I believe at that time, which is where Stephen Avery's being held. And the state intervenes and says, no, you, you're not letting him out. They filed a court suit political move political move they they are the ones uh trying to hold him in prison it's it's political suicide in this case to um touch this case right now uh, people in this state you and i know they're innocent but the people that live here in the state 90 percent of them do not they saw a uh, they saw a news broadcast, so did I, uh, where the prosecutor, Ken Kratz, in that in our state, he was the uh, Manitowoc prosecutor, Calumet County, I'm sorry, here in the state of Wisconsin, comes on the news at dinner time, tells people t- before there's a conviction, uh, before, uh, you know, they just... It, they just got the kid to crack and say, yes, I was involved in this. And I've done a podcast where when I was a kid, I was in trouble all the time. I was the trouble kid. You know, we all know him. I was that guy, you know, you know, nine out of 10 people don't get trouble as kids, but I was in that 10%, you know, kids that are neglected kids that are, um, you know, abused, they find themselves, you know, they're screaming for help and they, they, you know, they're mad at the world. I was mad at the world as a kid. So I, you know, got pulled into court numerous, numerous times. Okay. So I was interrogated many times. I was in interrogation rooms for drug possession, for uh, being in the wrong place at the wrong time with other friends on playgrounds playing and they would say, you know, uh, get in the car, you guys are causing trouble. Uh, and a lot of times uh, I gave the example of 
a key missing at my grade school. They thought I took a key from a classroom. And they came on my lunch hour two days in a row and just pounded on me about this key. And I'm like, I don't have the key. I've never seen the key. And I went home and I explained to my father what was going on at school because my father raised me. My father called over there and said, hey, listen, what's going on? He said that he doesn't have this key. Leave him alone. And then they left me alone. So, uh, believe me, I almost confessed to having that key on the first day because I'm like, I want you out of my face. But I didn't take the key, so I don't want to admit it. And I, at that time, I had a lot, a lot of stuff on my record back in those days. And so, and then, uh, thank God for my age group because it all, all got expunged. When I turned 18, the state was set up that way. Now, today, these poor kids, that carries them, that carries with them into adulthood, which I think is wrong because uh, adults and children, the brain does not quit developing until you're 25 uh, years old for males, you know, so it's... It's a process. It takes a while. And, and to take a kid and railroad him. So then Brandon Dassey goes to Chicago, Illinois in that court. And then two judges out of three said, let the kid go. This is wrong. And then the state of Wisconsin, political again, Republicans stepped in and said, no, you're not letting him go. Don't tell me that politics does not play into this. When a governor gets appointed to the state and our governor here, they appoint people to different positions. So when you vote grandkids, when you are voting, you're going to want to pick people that align with your values. So if you uh, pick a Republican to go into office here in your state, they're going to appoint to the DNR, um, any agency that's government run, um, youth, uh, health and human services, they're going to appoint their people to that system. So you want to, when you vote, you want to make sure the guy you're putting in the president position, the guy in the governor position. These guys have profound effects on the way your state's going to be run. And that's why you need to get in the political process. And when I talk about a court case, um, you know, or a riot where a kid goes and murders people uh, and, and government agents are letting him walk the streets... If the Democrats were in office, that wouldn't have happened. If the Republicans are in office, that happens. People see them. People have different takes. If you're a Trumper, you think different. If you're a Trumper, you don't want to wear a mask. If you're a Dem, you you have uh, you you are wearing it. And I'm not going to get into the whole IQ test thing. Uh, you know, the data is out there. Scientific data supports that if you wear a mask, you're less likely to infect others. I'm, you know, I'm in good shape today. I had a conversation with one of my kids in his 30s. He says, Dad, I'm getting tired of wearing this mask. 99% of the people don't get affected. I'm like, yes, but that 1% could be your grandma. It could be your grandfather. It could be your father. It could be your little brother. There's has been some young kids that got it. There's plenty of people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s that got it. 
you know, so, so, you know, other countries like China, like Italy, uh, Canada, Canada, perfect example, our beautiful neighbors to the north, they wear their masks because they're asked to wear them. It's a, it's a patriotic thing. It's a duty. I had a soldier tell me that he killed people in uh, other countries and that he shouldn't have to wear a mask because he did that duty. But you're going to come back home and not wear it and kill maybe your grandpa. You know, it's just that logic that didn't make sense to me at all. You know, oh, man. Anyway, so woo, um, politics plays in this. And if you don't like a post and it's political, read the next one. You know, I read the headlines. I go, I like this article. I'm going to read it. You know, I, I, you know, and if you have a counterpoint to me, create a podcast or whatever and give me a counterpoint. But don't just say it's political or, or whatever. Explain why I shouldn't have my take on something. It's really easy to say like, hey, uh, well, you're being political. Yeah, because you don't like what I'm saying about your guy, but give me some evidence or support it and try to come back at me and try to change my thinking. Uh, So anyways, I want to talk about gratitude today. (laughs) Great transition, Grandpa Jim. (laughs) So yes, after spending some venting, but I tell my followers all the time, we need to vent, right? We need to, if we're not doing well mentally, we need to pick up that phone and tell somebody we need to call somebody We need to um, reach out and let people know what's going on with us. So, you know, uh, so we don't go to the riots and we're angry and we have a rifle and we don't use it appropriately, okay? So we don't want anybody to get hurt or anything. Life is a beautiful thing, kids. Let me tell you, it takes a while to figure things out. You know, you do have to pay them bills and all that and that kind of stress. But if you can really uh, focus in and I'm telling you, life can really be a absolute joy, just an absolute wonder. So I want to talk about ways to be gra- grateful. So number one, really simple, uh, is your health. You know, if you can just get out of bed and walk around, you have it licked. You know, I had this guy come out of the house today. I was doing some gutter cleaning. I was off of my social work job today, and I was running my gutter cleaning business, and. Um, you know, he was having trouble with his legs, you know, and he's like, hey, I just woke up the other day. So your your health can change on a dime, you know. You can have not have COVID and have COVID, you know. So it's really uh, great to, uh, you know. So, you know, you can think of, you know, maybe you have children. Think of your daughter's smile, your, uh, you know, your, your sister and your appreciation for, uh, you know, growing up and having that relationship. Uh, And so there's a lot you can do. Um, I had a guy that used to come to a recovery meeting, and he lived way on the other side of Milwaukee. This is, we're talking an hour bus ride minimally to get to this meeting. He would get off his bus 
and he would come to the meeting and he would say, my name is Mike. I'm, uh, you know, grateful to be in recovery. And I am so blessed because I have a roof over my head and I have uh, food on the table. Uh, Thanks for letting me share. That's all he would say. And he was so humble. He would do that like five out of uh, seven days a week, just come all the way across town, you know, because he really had a gratitude. He, He was, you know, not battling the beast of alcoholism and addiction. And he you know, would come over and, uh, you know, and that always just humbled me too. One of my clients, one of my clients, he had, um, he, his income is about 850 total for a month. And then about 550 of rent comes out of there. And then he's got other expenses that come in there. So he's left with maybe 30, $40, so one of his hobbies is to look through, look for electronics. There's some high-rise buildings down in Milwaukee, and he goes back behind them, and he looks through the dumpsters. He calls it treasure finding, and I encourage him because he's got a little sideline business going with that. But one day he found this old-fashioned cigarette lighter, man, and it was right around Christmas time last year. And he showed me this lighter, and it was in immaculate shape, and how proud he was. And I almost teared up in my eyes and because I thought, man, am I just, you know, I wished I could get that excited. I told him over a cigarette lighter that's just beautiful. Like, you know, that's where I want to get to in my life, that I don't need the new car. I don't need the... You know, and I'm I'm better at that. I, I haven't financed a car, and I've been buying a nice older cars and stuff, and and I have access to have those things, and I just rather not. They're more headache than they're worth. You're worried about getting scratched or dent or making the payment, and um, you know you can have gratitude just for having somebody to text to you know, or a pet, or, you know, the list can go on and on. So, um, and if you think you got it bad, you don't, you know, if you're out there struggling, go to, you know, if you lost a loved one, find a a grief group and, and connect with somebody that's gone through that process. And, um, you know, and you'll develop a a friendship and then, you know, you've got somebody to walk through that pain with you. And um, the person you lost don't want you, I'm sure, in the long run to be all miserable. And and they want to see you succeed and conquer, as does Grandpa Jim. So, hey, um, you know, put, uh, don't think that criminal cases, don't think that the law is just the law. It's interpreted by the your worldview. So if you see things in a Republican fashion, that's going to affect your interpretation. You see things in a, a democratic, uh, you know, fashion. That's going to affect how you would uh, set set down a sentence and things like that, or or how your DNR is run, or how your Department of Health is run. You know, and so do you. Do you, you know what type of mindset do you want in there? So. It factors through so many parts of your life, kids. That's why in this country, um, grandkids, it's important to vote. So you need to find out who you are, what do I value, and then seek 
people with those positions. So um, the cat is falling asleep. The wicked eyes are not staring at me anymore. So uh, I, I really liked hanging out with you guys today. Um, uh, I was a little sideways because I, you know, um, I keep, you know, I mention politics in these cases and people are, oh, you're so political, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, because the world is political and and so you need people with your views. So, like I always like to say, um, try to help a neighbor, uh, try to help them cut their lawn, carry their trash, open the door for them. Um, if you don't have anything else to give, remember you can always give a smile. So thanks for hanging out with Grandpa Jim today and uh, have a wonderful, awesome day.